0: Now, adjust the volume control so that the sound can be heard in all parts of the room. This is the Protect Your Assets podcast. Sandman. You get the idea? Bring me a dream. It's on the internet. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Go on. Give him two lips like roses and clover. It's a great program. And tell him that his nights over. Sandman. What is it? It's exactly what I need. It's a slam dunk. It's great. It's like no cheese I've ever tasted. Please turn on your magic bee. Oh, here he comes. Mr. Sandman, bring me a Here's David Hollander. Welcome to Protect Your Assets. I'm David Hollander. It's such an incredible, beautiful day outside. So nice to be here in the Bay with you this morning. For those of you just joining me for the first time, you can hear the jingle. It's the Sandman. That's what people call me around here. And that's because I help them sleep well at night by answering their most troubled legal or financial questions. Do you hate paying taxes? Well, I know I do. There's nothing nothing worse than being forced to have to pay taxes on money that you weren't expecting or you really didn't need. For many people, who turn a certain age, well, that's exactly what happens to them. They're forced to start taking money out of their accounts. Specifically, I'm talking about their retirement accounts, like an IRA or a 401k, and then they have to pay tax on that money. You may know what I'm talking about. It's called the dreaded required minimum distribution, or RMD as they call it. And this is a special time of the year right now, because in a few weeks, you're going to start receiving calls or letters about your RMD. In fact, I had a client call me yesterday and say he got a letter from the brokerage company saying that he had to take out this RMD. And what the heck was that? He never had to do that before. What does it mean? So... This is what it means. It's a special time of year where you have to start taking money out of your account. And if you don't do it, the IRS will hit you with, get this, a 50% penalty. You heard that right. 50% on top of the tax you already have to pay. I've lost my mojo. That's a serious one. So if you haven't already done this, time is running out where you're going to have to probably take your RMD. And so you're going to want to know, are there any options right now? Do I have to take it? And what are my choices? Well, the dreaded and often confusing RMD today is going to be the focus of our show. We're going to focus on some tips that you can keep the IRS off your back and keep your tax bill as low as possible. So if you have an IRA, of 401k, or a TSP, and you're uh, already taking your RMDs, or maybe you're right around the corner from doing it, maybe this is the first year, well, we're going to show you how to deal with that so you don't have to pay those big taxes and penalties. This is definitely one show you don't want to miss if you're in that situation. So now, let's get started. So, do you hate paying taxes? I mean, there's nothing worse than being forced to pay tax on money you weren't expecting, or you just don't even need. For many people who reach a certain age, this is exactly how they feel when they are forced to begin taking money out of their IRA or 401k, and then paying more taxes on top of the taxes they're already paying because now they have more income. We call this the dreaded and confusing RMD, also known as the required minimum distribution, and that's what we're focusing on today. Let me give you some ideas and some tips to keep the IRS off your back. Keep that tax bill as low as possible. So, this is a timely topic right now because right now is the time of year that you're starting to receive these letters. And they come from your brokerage company and they say, Mr. So and so, we have meaning to believe that you need to take out your RMD. And you may say, What the heck is that? And so then you call your advisor, and if you have one, if you don't, then (laughs) you call the company You say, what does this mean? And this is one thing you really don't want to mess around with, because if you make a mistake, the penalty is 50%. It's 50% of what you were supposed to take. So let's get into some basics about the RMD so you understand it. I'm going to call it the ABCs of RMD. You want to write this down? Sounds simple? A, B, C. Ready or not, here's how it works. So A is for aggregation. Aggregation. Write it down. Aggregation. Isn't that a nice word? The IRS requires that you calculate your RMD for each each tax-deferred Retirement account that you have. So if you have like five IRAs, maybe a couple 401ks because you've worked all over the place and you just kept accumulating them and ignoring them, and maybe you have a KEO plan, any that kind of stuff, well, guess what? Your RMD is based on the value of all of those accounts. Yep. On 1231. So if you're turning 70 and a half this year, or if you're already over 70 and a half this year, then you have to take your RMD. And so what you do is you take all of those accounts. You look at the balance as of December 31st of this year, this year, and then you take the money out next year. However, let's just say that you've already turned 7.5 this year or you were 71 this year. Well, then you want to go back to 12.31 of last year. See how this gets confusing all of a sudden? (laughs) So you got to go to 12.31 of 2018. Get your statements on all of those accounts, your 401ks, your IRA, your SEP account. Add them up. What are the balance? And then you have to find the divisor factor for your age, and you divide that balance into that factor, and that'll give you the number, which is your RMD. Now, that's called aggregation because you're aggregating all the total balances, right? But this is kind of cool. You can withdraw that amount out of one account. What do you say? Yep. So let's say you have your favorite account. You don't want to sell that stock, that Facebook stock you have in this one account. Because it's down right now. You want to let it run. Well, you take the money out of a different account. You can do that. Yep, you can do that. You don't have to take it out of each account. But if you have a 403B the RMD has to be calculated separately. And that's that. So there's separate, there's certain accounts that you have to treat a little differently. Now, B is for beginning withdrawal. When should you take your first RMD? Well, the year you turn 70 and a half, you're going to be required to take the distribution from your IRA. You have to take your RMD before December 31st each year. And that's why they're sending you that letter right now. Because if you turn seven and a half, then you need to take it. But the first time that you turn seven and a half, you get sort of like a grace period. In other words, you can kick it down the road to next year. And so maybe you're going to retire this year and you have a lot of income right now from your job, but next year you're not going to be working. And so you decide, you know what? I'm going to kick it to next year, take it next year along with the Other RMD, because you're going to basically take two, but that may work out to your benefit. So this week I met with a person named Eliza and Joe. Joe's 59, Eliza's 57, and combined they are making over $500,000 a year. They're doing pretty well. Their house is paid off and they want to stop working because they've been working for about 30 years. And Joe's tired. I mean, he, he commutes, he said, two hours each way right now. He moved out to Livermore, and uh, he was enjoying it out there until the traffic got so bad. And I always tell people, when the economy's doing well, traffic around the Bay Area is terrible. <laughs> when the economy's not doing so well, particularly in technology, traffic's great. And so Joe's seen that cycle, and he's burned out. He can't take it anymore. So his big question is, how will he live off his savings when the paychecks stop. So one solution that we're going to consider is to not wait for the RMD, because as you notice, he's 59. So we can start taking money from his retirement accounts now, if he decides to retire next month, and let his Social Security benefit build. So we're different in that. We like to plan around what you want why are you working? Are you working to retire and have fun? Well, that's why we have a financial advisor, a CPA, and a planner in my office. Now, remember I said it's ABC. So C is consider your taxes because a lot of people don't think about taxes. And this also might be a great time to consider what we know as a Roth conversion. You hear that a lot. But if you can't make a Roth contribution because, say, you make too much money like Joe does, well, you can spread the Roth conversion over several years or more, again, if you start taking money out of your retirement accounts in your 60s. Because by converting smaller amounts each year, you're likely to stay in or around the same tax bracket without triggering a phase out of your ability to claim your personal exemptions. Now, so at the same time, you can end up in an overall higher federal income tax bracket if you don't do it right. So you got to be really careful with that. This strategy will make sense if your RMD is going to be significant because we've seen this happen. You get your RMD and it bumps you in another tax bracket. You get like $30,000 all of a sudden out of nowhere. And you say, whoa, what's that about? And now all of a sudden you go from 24 to 28% federal tax and you're going, what the heck is that all about? So another thing you could do is you could use your RMD. We see this a lot. So you take your RMD, you pay the tax, and then you buy life insurance. What? Yeah, you buy life insurance. Because if you're not using that RMD, in other words, you don't need it after tax for your retirement, then you can multiply the value of that two, three, four times and pay that money income tax-free to your wife to your kids if something happened to you. And if you're in good health, which I know a lot of you are who are retiring right now, you could qualify for a significant policy discount by using this sort of a plan. In addition, think about this. A lot of policies have options to use, like long-term care. I had this question come up yesterday. A client was in here, and he said, I want to have long-term care insurance. Well, why? Why do you want it? We started having a conversation about that. Well, I thought I had to have it. Why? Why do you think you have to have it? I don't know. I just heard it. <laughs> well, it's not a, I mean, okay, but maybe that's not your case. Coming up next, it's time for our popular They Say segment where I'm going to discuss a way to eliminate your RMD forever. You're listening to Protect Your Assets with David Hollander. That's me. We'll be right back. Times are changing. Some would say they've already changed. And how do you actually protect your assets? David Hollander's Protect Your Assets events focus on common financial concerns that individuals and families face in retirement. Things like how to prepare for unexpected medical expenses and ways to create income to help support your desired lifestyle. Join us at our next free event to learn how addressing these concerns can help you feel more confident about the days ahead and help you sleep better at night. Just go to pyaevents.com and reserve your seat today. That's pyaevents.com and sign up up or join the wait list today. events.com. Welcome back, I'm David Hollander, also known as the Sandman, and over the past 25 years of helping people like you prepare and enter retirement, you can say I've learned a few things about uh, how to retire, so on today's show... I'm sharing with you some of our secrets when it comes to the ways of dealing with what's called the RMD, the Required Minimum Distribution. And so now it's time for one of our fan-favorite parts of the show, our They Say segment. They Say. Are you kidding me? Where we debunk common myths, half-truths, and sometimes bad advice that they say. Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? I'd be happy to do that. So here's one... They say that you have to take your RMD when you turn 70 and a half. Is that always true? Or is there a way to get around that? Well, let's see. Well, if you're years away from the RMD age, in other words, you're under age 70 and a half, then there's a couple choices you have to legally eliminate your RMD. In other words, it's called pre-planning. And the Roth IRA is one way to do that because Roth IRAs are the only retirement account that is not subject to RMD rules over your lifetime. And that's because they're tax-free. Does that sound great? Just tax-free. I love saying that. And the government receives no economic benefit when you take money out of your Roth IRA. So in order for you to stay out of the IRS crosshairs when it comes to setting up a a Roth IRA, or if you're doing a conversion from, say, an IRA or a 401k into a Roth, then you need to follow the three-step approach. And here's what it is. Step one, you first, if you're over seven and a half, you have to satisfy your RMD. If you're under seven and a half, you don't have to worry about it. Okay, So if you're in your 50s or 60s, this might be a great time to start thinking about this. If you're over 7.5, and a half, you're going to have to pay your tax on the withdrawal out of your 401k or your IRA. Again, if you're under that age and you take a withdrawal, you'll have to pay your tax as well. But there's no cap on how much you can take out. Third, convert what's left in the IRA to the Roth. And this is where you can get in some big balances. Let's say you had a couple hundred thousand dollars sitting in an IRA account. And this year, you know that your income's not going to be that great. Well, maybe you take all of it out or a substantial portion of it out of that account, pay your tax on it now at the contrived tax rate, because you've manipulated that to make it what you want. And then you convert that into the Roth IRA. And so later, when you reach seven and a half or 71 or 72, <clears throat> and you don't want to take an RMD, you don't have to. That's the beautiful part about that. Now, I know that Roth IRAs are probably the most valuable retirement account because they're unshackled from government tax. They are tax-free. And really, nothing is better than tax-free in my smart money order than free. So if you get free money, that's great. But tax-free is second. It's right up there. So what if you don't have any or much in Roth IRAs? Are you stuck with the dreaded RMD? The answer, it depends on how much of a giving heart you have. Because if you give to nonprofits, like your favorite charities right now, before you're even involved in any of this stuff, then there's another way around all this where you can keep the IRS happy by fulfilling your RMD duty and at the same time avoid paying tax on your RMD distribution. We call this a QCD. That's right, you can write it down. It's called a QCD. Let me help you break this down so you can understand this. You can give up to $100,000... Certain dollar amount, up to $100,000 from your IRA when you are over seven and a half years old without counting the distribution as income through a QCD. Normally, when you take money out of your IRA, as you know, it's taxed and the withdrawal adds to your taxable income and inflates your AGI, also known as your adjusted gross income. Then, if you give the same amount to charity, the charitable gift reduces your taxable income. By the amount of the gift, but it doesn't reduce your AGI. Well, a QCD is not taxable income in the first place if you do it right. It has no effect on your adjusted gross income. And therefore, you're in very good shape because you don't lose your phase-outs. You don't lose your Roth contribution eligibility. You don't pay more taxes on your Medicare Your Social Security income doesn't get affected. So this is a great way to preserve and protect a lot of the otherwise deductions you might lose if you did it incorrectly. Now, to fully count as a QCD, there's three things that you must do. These are very important. If you don't do these right, you're going to have a big problem. So certainly write these down. First, a QCD must come from a traditional IRA or an inherited IRA where the beneficiary is over 70 and a half. Okay, it's very important. It has to come from one of those accounts. They can't come from an employer-sponsored retirement account like your 401k or a SEP IRA. So if you're retired or thinking about retiring, then you may want to open up an IRA and you may want to roll those accounts into that IRA so then you can take advantage of this QCD if you're gonna do that. And right now, again, we're getting close to the end of the year. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it's almost upon us. It's gonna take you at least 60 days to accomplish something like this. So if you're thinking about it, you wanna take advantage of it, then I would urge you to start the thinking and planning now so you don't blow it. Don't wait till December and say, oh, I wanna do this. It's tough. and When it gets tough, I get more gray hair, and I don't like that. Number two, the distribution must transfer directly to a qualified charity. Now, I say qualified charity because that means something. For those of you who want to pull out your tax code, you can look up Section 501c3, the type of organization it must be, and you can only make a distribution or transfer directly to that sort of a organization. Charity. Next, you must receive a confirmation letter from the charity. So you know those letters you get? Well, keep it. Don't throw those away. (laughs) And the letter must include the statement that no goods or services were received in exchange for the gift. Very important. So this is a great way to use money in a very good way and benefit your otherwise charities you're using now. And get a tax deduction. Don't lose all your benefits. Happy birthdays this week. Big week. Elaine Chicone, Carlos Sanchez, Dennis Owen, Brenda Seltzer, Chelsea Kojicari, and of course, Matt Delhunco. Happy birthday to all you guys. I hope you have a great birthday. Now, we're talking about RMDs, and Larry asked a question. Larry uh, was nice enough to um, give me a lot of information about his situation. This was the uh, email. You've got mail. From Larry. So Larry asked this. I'm, if I'm five years or closer to retirement, should I even consider converting money to a Roth IRA? Well, Larry, here's Larry's situation. So he's uh, 56 years old. He has a lot of real estate. And he spends his time running around managing his properties and fixing toilets and dealing with tenants. and And he's doing pretty well when it comes to cash flow. And he has some kids and he'd like to leave these properties to his kids. And he's been contributing a lot to his IRA and 401ks over the year. And so he's got a pretty hefty balance in there. And now that he's starting to look at retirement, he wants to know, should he convert those retirement accounts to Roth IRAs? And so this is a great question. You're in a situation right now where your income is pretty strong. And so you could actually be sticking away more money in what's called a money purchase plan. Uh, because you manage these properties and you're actively involved, you could put away up to three hundred thousand dollars a year, Larry. <laughs> That's right. I know you're only putting around fifty right now, but you could go all the way up to three hundred thousand dollars a year into one of these money purchase plans. Now, but you ask a good question because when you retire, like I've been talking about all show, is well, now I retire and I have these big retirement accounts, and I've got to take the money out of that account because the government's going to make me at seven and a half. So a strategy that might work for you is where you use the unified credit. Right now, you have $11 million, essentially, you can give away to your kids in a type of trust. That's right. So we could take your properties. We could put them into a type of trust that would benefit your kids over their lifetime. The property would still be owned, so it wouldn't have to be sold. You could put restrictions in it on sale, which would help keep that legacy in your family so your kids don't make dumb mistakes and sell the property that you love and you work so hard for all these years. And I know they don't want to do what you do. They don't like doing toilets and things. You know that. But they may. They may change their mind in a few years when they figure out that it's kind of nice. Or maybe they'll hire someone to do it for them. But anyway, you can protect all these things. For your kids, Larry, and you can put away a lot more money than you're doing right now, and you can pay less taxes. I'd like to give a big thanks to the Protect Your Assets team today for putting together another fantastic show. My executive producer, Anthony Kojikari, network manager, Kevin Renfer, and of course, all my fabulous producers back there doing all the hard work, Matt, Dora, Felicia, and Phil. Thank you very much because without my team I'm just another pretty voice on the radio. Thanks again everybody. You've been listening to Protect Your Assets. I am David Hollander, the Sandman. Go out and make the rest of your life the best of it. Mr. Sandman. All calls have been screened and callers should not expect their conversations with David Hollander on the radio or with staff to be held in confidence. Legal information provided on the air is not intended to be a substitute for callers hiring their own lawyer to advise them about personal legal matters. Proper advice depends on analysis of all the facts and circumstances and information given on this program is general financial commentary and cannot be relied upon pertaining to your specific financial situation. California Life Agent number 0B48569. Listeners should consult their own Financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. The preceding program was paid for by Liberty Group LLC, and the views and opinions of the host do not represent those of this station or its ownership. A Kojo Media Experience.